This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. That's the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, guys, the Mike Trout era in L.A. might be coming to an end soon. Well, in the O.C., actually. According to USA Today, the Angels, quote, perhaps for the first time, are open to trading Mike Trout if he wants to leave. He does have an exclusive no trade rights and recently said that he wanted to sit down with the Angels front office and ownership to discuss his future with the team. And, you know, he has seven years and like $250 million left on that 12-year contract. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he stays with the Angels, especially after everything going on with Otani, that whole situation. But, yeah, interesting to hear that they, they would be open to trading him for the first time. They should yeah. have traded all of them this season when they had the chance. But you know what? With, with Trout, though, there was there was always this thought that he was in control of that and he never wanted to go anywhere. If Mike Trout is now saying, hey, organization, you know, if, if you guys are open to doing it, I'm opening and doing it. If Mike Trout does not, if Mike Trout says, I don't want to leave, I love it here. You know what that tells me about Mike Trout? That he tells dumb. me he don't care about winning. Yep. That's what it tells me. But I think Mike, what I do think is going to happen is Mike Trout's going to say to the organization, all right, guys, look, what's good for you? is you guys will get a bunch of prospects and you can start over. What's good for me is going to a winner. So let's just do what's good for both parties. I'm I'm kind of guessing he's done. You want him on the Dodgers? Um, I mean, yes, of course, but I don't oh, know if... It's a risk. I, 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 don't, I, don't know, I don't think it's a slam dunk because of his injury history. Right, now. he's hurt all the time. I wouldn't do that if I were the Dodgers. I wouldn't take on that yeah. salary. Right, that's either. the problem. Is that you got a you got a huge contract, you know? I mean, see if he um, wants it, to go it, home to Philadelphia. See if he wants to go anywhere close to Philadelphia. I mean, let me let me take a look. So, when was the last time he played a requisite amount of games? Twenty nineteen, three years ago, yeah. Yeah, twenty nineteen, he played one hundred thirty four games. Mm-hmm. Um, but he hasn't played anywhere. I mean, no one Knicks plays one hundred sixty anymore. But like one thirty five, one forty, that's fine. Um. Yeah, it's been a while. You well, know? 2019 I mean, no, 20, I think was his last MVP Well, 2020, season. how many games did they play in 2020? 50 or 60 games. I okay, guess. so he played a full season in 2020, but it was COVID year. Yeah. 2021, he was hurt, only played 36 games. 119 last year, only 82 this year. Yeah, and I think 19 was an MVP year for him, as I recall. And the only reason yeah. I recall that is because when we were at Angel Stadium about two weeks ago and I was walking through the halls and they've got all the history, I think it had uh, Trout's three MVPs, and I think I remembered like the last one was 19. Dude, if, if you're the yeah. Angels... And you can restock your farm system and start fresh because all the spending has not worked. I mean, all of it has no. not worked. Yeah. So start over, man. Yeah, I agree. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, Cappy. Your dolphins, your mm-hmm. adapted and adopted dolphins. Mm-hmm. Man. Fins up, baby. Fins up. Let, let me tell you something. The one play that stood out the most to me. I'm going to guess. Can I take a guess? Go ahead. End of the first half. Pass interference penalty. J.C. Jackson. That is one. Well, I there are there are three plays in particular that stood out to me, but that's one of them. Okay. I so, mean, but that's not number one. 
Okay, okay. That's, not, that's not number one. But, okay? but can we just dissect that for 30 seconds? Which Go right ahead, this? because that was a really dumb play. Okay, so hold on. You are the Chargers. You are, in theory, at home. You have tied the game with nine seconds to play in the first half at 17-all after a 50-yard field goal. Yeah. When Miami gets the ball back, most teams that are tied are kind of just happy to kneel on the ball Go and to the let's move room. on to halftime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the Miami Dolphins because they've got some guys. You talk about having some dogs. they Tyree got some Hill. dogs <laughs> that can run. Like, like I, I just can't believe how fast Tyreek Hill is. We've been watching him for the last five years. But there were a couple of plays in this game where you go, okay, he's at a different level. But here's the yeah, thing. He is. You go deep on the last play of the half, and, and a Charger defensive back harasses a wide receiver, throws him to the ground. The ball's not even close at the time. What are you doing? Yeah. You just put them in field goal range, yeah. and in nine seconds and two plays and one pass interference, you've gone 52 yards you kick a field goal and you take back the momentum and you walk into the locker room at 20 to 17. That's one play, George. I'm curious to hear your other two. Okay. The other two are the pass to a put to Tyree oh Kill God. for that last touchdown. Oh my God. Where it, it was literally like, what a I mean, a, a centimeter above the cornerback's shoulder pad mm-hmm. who was, had his back to, to the quarterback mm-hmm. and, Hit Tyreek Hill right in the numbers. Like Dude. I, I let me. The like there are very few quarterbacks that I've seen been able to put the ball in places like that. Um, and look, Tua doesn't have does not have the strongest arm by any stretch of the imagination. But the one thing he is is accurate. Like in those intermediate short routes, like he's really good. And he, it reminded me if I was really thinking of someone, there were two people that I feel like from an accuracy perspective on those medium range passes. Aaron Rodgers in his prime, and Steve Young was the other one that came to my mind. And that pass was in-freaking-credible. And here's the thing. They picked on 43 all freaking day. Uh, and, like, at some point, if you're Brandon Staley, yo, you're the defensive guy, too, like, as oh, the head coach. George. Like, they put up 34 points. Do you realize that every team that put up 21 or more yesterday won except the Chargers? Do you realize that the Chargers defense, now consider this, Brandon Staley, when he became the Chargers head coach, he was a defensive genius. Yeah. Here's the reality. No, he wasn't a defensive genius. No, he played on the Rams with a great defense. Right. He, he was he, coached on the Rams he, with a great defense. He was the defensive coordinator of the Rams the year that Aaron Donald is an MVP guy, right? And, and everybody, and everybody who touches Sean McVay's hand gets a head coaching job in the NFL and throw on top of it. It's the Chargers who, yeah, they'll spend on quarterback and defensive end, but not on coach. So they always look for the guy who's getting his first job and is completely controllable. Listen, you're a defensive guru. You gave up 536 yards, 36 points, 30 first downs, 10 yards per attempt. Dude. You're a defensive genius, and your team gives up 536 yards. By the way, on a day where your offense rushes for over 200 yards, that is a guy I've been trying to tell you guys for a long time. He's in way over his head. Uh, I may be there, but let me finish. So the third play. Okay. And the one that ultimately was the most costly of them all, I think, potentially. Mm -hmm. From a guy who doesn't normally make these kind of plays, what was Justin Herbert thinking, launching the ball when he was going to get hit? When you had Joshua Kelly four feet in front of you, 
just throw it at his feet. Like, what are you doing? And he was trying to say he was throwing it to Kelly, but he launched it 10 feet over his head when he was when he was blocking. But if you throw it at his feet, you can say, oh, the pa- the play was designed for him, but he ended up having to block. Like, you can you can argue that case if you throw it at his feet. I was stunned. Because immediately when he threw it, I'm like, oh, that's grounding. Like, what is he doing? Because <laughs> I was sitting there going, because here's the thing about the Dolphins and the Chargers, and I was watching this game with a buddy of mine who's a Dolphins fan. And, I mean, monster Dolphins fan. So, much like Charger fans, I don't know if people realize this, the Dolphins and Chargers have a lot of parallels. I mean, the Dolphins have a better, way better history than the, than the Chargers, um, his, you know, when you go way back. Um, but they are very similar in the sense of, like, basically, they always find a way to blow it. Both teams have had that kind of history <laughs> in one way, shape, or form. And much like the Chargers have not surrounded their quarterbacks or whatever with the right amount of talent in some cases, like the Dolphins, people don't realize this. Don Shula is the winningest coach of all time, and Dan Marino, you know, Joe Montana literally the other day said that Tom Brady's not the GOAT, Dan Marino is. That Dan Marino, you put him in any era and he would destroy teams. Um, Dan Marino, do you know this, Cappy? Played with one other Hall of Famer in his career, and it was his first five years, the center, Dwight Stevenson. Yeah, he never played with another Hall of Famer during his time. Really? Even Zach Thomas? Well, those guys, were. he yeah. was there. Those guys, those guys got there when he was old already, yeah. like at the end. But in his prime, okay, from 1984 to 1995, before he, he got hurt and had all the injuries and all that stuff, one Hall of Famer. Yeah. How about and that? he had those other Hall of Famers when they were babies. Like, yeah. they weren't good yet. Like, yeah. they weren't Hall of Famers yet. I just got to say, though. like So the Chargers have done that, too. They've wasted a lot of good guys' careers. Tons. And, and, and it's they, those two teams are so similar. So it was like the Spider-Man meme with those two teams <laughs> playing each other. I The Dolphins missed that extra point. I'm like, there it is. Right. This, well, no, no. That's no, it. No, no. It's not it. Here's what it is. It's 36-34. And there's a minute 45 to go. Right. And you're about to give Justin Herbert the ball back. With two timeouts. And he's got 13 come-from-behind victories in his right. career. And you're going, that's way too long to give this caliber yes. of a quarterback. Yes. But unless you know it's the Chargers. The Chargers have this history of finding unique and very entertaining ways to lose games. And they found another one. And by the way, the Dolphins early in the game, Turned the ball over in their first possession. They had a fumbled snap between the center and Tua, and that and the Chargers drove the ball 95 yards. It was a 14-point swing. The play for me, Giorgio, of the game, and this is about Tua now. You know how we always say about Anthony Davis and the Lakers? If Anthony Davis is healthy, the Lakers got a shot, right? Fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. If Tua is healthy. The Dolphins have a shot. The Dolphins, I'm not joking. They have a this shot. Is, this is an overreaction Monday. They have a shot. If Tua stays healthy, the Dolphins have a chance to be a Super Bowl contender this year. They because do. their offense is so powerful yeah. and, and picks up yards in such big chunks. And the play yeah. of the game for me is Tua gets out of the pocket. He's starting to look like he might have to run. He launches the ball with his left hand like a javelin. And I'm like, he just threw that thing away. And then Tyreek Hill turned on the afterburners yeah, and, and somehow found yeah. a way to get underneath that ball. Yeah. They are, if, if he's healthy, they're going to be one of the most entertaining teams in football. And by the way, shout out to all my Dolphin fan brothers and sisters out there who took over SoFi Stadium yesterday. And when they asked Tua after the game, were you surprised? 
You guys want to hear what Tua said about yeah, that? Go, let, yeah, because you like to do this thing where you tell the story, and we can actually hear Tua tell it instead of you. Go ahead. I really wasn't because last year I felt like we had – it was sort of similar to this year. We had a lot of uh, Dolphins fans come to the last year's game. Uh, but, yeah, like shout-out to the to the Finns, Finns Nation. Um, I mean – they were probably just as loud, if not a little louder, than than the Chargers' home team, and uh, that could have made all the difference as well for for their communication. So shout out to Fins Nation. There you yeah. go. Shout I'm out. I'm telling you, I was there last year. I, I I told you. I said, yo, that was one of the like most pro opposing team stadiums I had been in uh, for a game. Dude, I love it. I don't know. There's either a lot of Dolphin fans in Southern California or everybody decided to come out to L.A. for the weekend. Way to take over, Dolphin fans. Way to turn SoFi into our crib. Yeah. Wow. God, I just love when the Chargers lose like that. God, it's just so I mean, that was, like, perfectly scripted for you. It is just, honestly, and I know I get it a lot from people. When the Dolphins missed the extra point, I was like, oh, the Chargers are going to not charge. I know. But, George, people will send me messages on Twitter like, you're such a scorned ex-wife. I'm going to tell you guys something. I used to cheer for my team to win. Now I cheer for my former team to lose, and I find tremendous pleasure. Whether it's blowing a 27-point halftime lead in the playoffs or having a a two-point lead with a minute 45 to go and a $250 million quarterback, man, this is easy. And they find a way to blow it. God, I love it. Coming up next, both USC and the Niners made it look easy. We'll get into them next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Great song. Cappy, do you know this is now considered classic rock? I did know that uh, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. We talked about it the other day. Yeah, 90s grunge is definitely considered classic rock now, for sure. It's been 30 years. Crazy. Um, and I think for Christopher, for his question, I believe that the canned cocktail, it means the uh, the drinks, the alcoholic drinks. Yeah. Everybody's got them now, right? Yeah. I love uh, Topo Chico. Strawberry yeah. guava. I remember I was in a bar not that long ago, and uh, I was like, hey, what are you drinking? They're like a Topo Chico. You know, I go, that sounds good. I'd like to have one of those myself. All I wanted was just soda water. And it was like the the hard Topo they have Chico. A, they have a, and they also have mineral water too. Topo Chico makes mineral water too. If you just want that. Yeah. So I just had no idea that it came with alcohol in it. But yeah, everybody's got um, one now. The canned cocktail. Cappy, this You'll, is going to be your dream today. Okay. Do you know why? And it's not just the Chargers. We've already had that conversation. Well, I, I figure the Chargers is one part of it. The next part of it is, I mean, I love Monday Night Football. 
yeah. game is just kicking off. Yeah. I mean, the Bills are a you know a team yeah. that everybody thought last year, especially right. remember when they beat the Rams, they were going to go to yeah. the Super Bowl. And now yeah. to have my guy Aaron Rodgers on the Jets, I love this. Yeah. Is that not what uh, you had in mind? No, it wasn't that. Oh. But the fact is, I have to, because I'm in a studio that doesn't have uh, live television. Oh, yeah. I got to watch on my laptop. You're actually ahead of me for once. Okay, so I got 14, 39, 38, 37. No I'm in way. The first quarter. No, yeah. no. Yeah. I'm at 14, 12, God 11. Darn it. 10. Come on. <laughs> Even on my laptop, I can see it faster than you. I don't you. understand why. I, and, and the funny part of it is, is I'm using Cox cable. So this is like hard lined cable TV. Yeah. And um, how is that possible? I'm watching on my laptop and I'm ahead it. of you. I don't understand it, man. God, that's irritating. I thought for sure you would be ahead of me. No, and now I'm at fourteen oh nine, fourteen oh eight, thirteen forty seven. Right, I'm at first. I'm at first and ten. Oh no, it's second and seven right now. <laughs> yeah. So that wasn't it though. So so I I'm psyched about Monday Night Football. I love this yeah. game tonight, yeah. and I'm I'm rooting for Aaron Rodgers not just to win this game. Yeah. I'm rooting for Aaron Rodgers to put the Jets in a position nah. to be a great story this not year me. and make nah. a run. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all me. in on Aaron Rodgers. Not me. Yeah, I love Aaron, but not me. Well, you don't love I just, Aaron. The Jets fans are the most abno- annoying, obnoxious fan base in all of professional football. Oh, oh, professional football. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I got to put the Philadelphia Eagle fans up there. You, hey, Birds yeah, but they fans. deserve to be. They are like good. The Jets haven't made the playoffs in like twelve or thirteen years. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm I'm in Aaron Rodgers. Oh, and this fan. guy, this fireman Ed, get him out of my face. Oh, he's already been doing his Jets Jets oh, Jets. That I guy. Really, I don't really care. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, so I'm not a Jets fan. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, and now that Aaron Rodgers is with the Jets, I'm a Jets fan for now. Yeah, Fire Marshal Bill over there, or whatever his name is, Fire Marshal Ed, whatever whatever his name is. Like, enough of that guy. Well, they're showing us all the, the nut jobs in the stands there now. I mean, there's, he's not the only yeah. one. He's spawned a bunch of other yeah. ones. Yeah. Fourth and five, Cappy. They're going to be forced to punt. Jet fans going nuts. Third and five here, 1247 to go. Yeah. I bet you Josh Allen throws an incompletion to the left side. You think so? Yeah. Intended for Stefan Diggs. Throws it way behind him. Way behind Stephon Diggs. Way behind. Good call by you. <laughs> Five seconds in advance. Actually, probably oh. 30 seconds in advance. By the way, let's yeah. talk about the Niners and the and USC. Let's start with USC. You said the game was boring. You were you had me on one screen and them on the other. Well, I mean, come on. Listen. Look, I got it. Stanford's not very good. Yeah. And, and Stanford isn't in the same. Uh, look, they're in the same conference. Yeah. But can we agree they're not in the same class? No, not, they haven't been for years. I mean, right. when was and, when was I mean McCaffrey the right. last and, time they were and, good? And, and when you watch yeah. McCaffrey for San Francisco and you realize that he played at Stanford, you're like, wow. I mean, there was a time not that long ago Stanford was a very respectable college football program, mm-hmm. but they're not like in the same world as USC. They're not playing the no. NIL game. They're not playing no. the transfer portal game. Yeah, you know. No, you I go, mean it's hard to do that at Stanford. Right. When though. you go to Stanford. You're going to Stanford, and it doesn't matter if you start or you never see the field. You don't leave Stanford until you get that Stanford degree. Let me tell you something. If any of my kids, for some reason, end up at Stanford, I'm telling them that. I am. Te- you are not leaving that school, no matter what. You better get the grades. Brees right. Hall with a big run to open this up for the Jets. Because George, um, I, I had a buddy of mine whose kid two years ago went. This is his second year at Stanford. He's a defensive lineman. And he was offered by everybody, Oregon, USC, UCLA, and he wound up going to Stanford. And I'm like, that is a great move because I honestly don't think your kid's going to be able to play at USC, but at Stanford he might be able to play. And whether he does or he doesn't, 
get that Stanford degree, and you're set for life. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, USC had like a 28 nothing lead by the end of the first quarter, yeah. and I'm like, this, this is a preseason warm-up for USC. Yeah. I mean, it just wasn't entertaining is all well, I'm saying. Well, I love that Caleb Williams says we want everyone to feel our pain, as in the pain that they went through at the end of last season. Uh, Really? Was it that painful? Yeah, they thought they were going to unroute to getting to the college football playoff, and then Utah rocked them. He got hurt, um, and, you know, they lost to Tulane. Yeah, losing to Tulane was because no one really cared. No one wanted to be there. Tulane, on the other hand, this was their life's Super Bowl. So they put every ounce of energy they had into it. USC took a lead, and they were like, okay, this isn't even going to be a game. And then they all went to sleep, and Tulane came firing back. But um, Stanford had to feel that pain. Not an entertaining football game. It's all I'm saying. Yeah, you know, but total was there domination. any cool like any cool moments like that? I had that kid, you know, Keon Coleman, the kid from Florida State, the wide receiver. I had that call where he hurdled like a defender. It was like mm-hmm. insane. It was an insane call, George. I'm telling you, you had to see me on Saturday night. I went to the. I was surprised when you texted me that late. I had to be honest. Here's why: because I went to the UCLA San Diego State game in the afternoon. Right, I know. And I got home, probably call it, I don't know, like 8, 8.30, whatever it was. No, it was earlier than that because the USC game I watched the first quarter. So I got home early, and I was by myself, so I got on my Peloton. So I, I was Pelotoning while I had one TV on with the USC game, and on my phone I had your broadcast. I had your volume up. I had their volume down. But both of these games on Saturday night, they were monster blowouts. The, the Florida State-Southern Miss game, I was also like, I only listened and watched for you. I that game was boring. They, Florida State ate them for lunch. They did. I mean, and USC is just, again. But that's what you get early in the year. You get a lot of those games. I mean, look, Florida State just came. Oh, Aaron Rodgers just got sacked. Lost a ton of yardage there. Why do you do this to me? Why do you, why do you constantly tell me what's going on when I'm 15 seconds behind you and I don't know that yet? Right now I have first and 10, 1140 to go, and, and Aaron Rodgers is starting to move the Jets. And you're telling me I'm expecting a sack right now. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, Aaron Rodgers just got sacked. <laughs> oh, my Cappy, God. Cappy, I want you to grade that call, that um, that Keon Coleman. By the way, that kid Keon Coleman um, is going to be a first-round wide receiver, no questions asked. I'd love to grade that call. Oh, no, wait a second. Not only did Aaron Rodgers get sacked, now he's, he's down. He's, yeah, yeah, he's touching his, his hammy or something. Dude, did you see yesterday in the Raiders-Broncos game, it was like the first, I want to say the first drive of the game for the Raiders. Somebody might check me on this, but I'm almost sure it was the first drive. And Jimmy G had to leave the game to go into like a quick concussion protocol. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. So I'm like, oh, no, come on. Oh, Jimmy boy. G can't be hurt Oh, boy. Right? Aaron is being helped off. Oh, my God. I'm watching this replay. Aaron Rodgers. It's an angle, goes, it looks like. He twists to his right. Ankle. He's being yeah, spun ankle. around. Oh, his left ankle. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, oh. now they got that kid, the kid from Utah. But the mom was, you know, he, Zach, that his put. Uh, Zach Wilson. Wilson. The mom. Yeah. The what do you mean the, the, mom? the mom? They he were was, talking about the mom. He was oh, sleeping with, with his mom's mom. friend. You know what I mean? Right, that's, that's what it was. Right. Sleeping with his mom's friends. Right. Well, and his teammates, I think, said she was like a cougar or something. I don't dude, know. Something dude, like that. but wait a second. This kid right here, I watched Hard Knocks. I, I know what you don't know. This what do you guy, know? This guy right here, Zach what Wilson, do you know? he's ready. He's ready right yeah, now. Yeah, he I'm is. Sure he is. He is. No, no, seriously. Like, he thought, hey, I'll sit around for the next two years and I'll hang out with Aaron Rodgers. But he had a great preseason, and his teammates seemed to really like him. 
and and he's grown up a whole bunch, and Rodgers has had a great impact on him. You know what? As much as it sucks that Rodgers just went out, by the way, you think ESPN is happy right now? The whole national television audience is watching. It was about Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen. Right. They're like, we settled the spectrum uh, uh, dispute for this? (laughs) For Zach Wilson? Hey, hey, if Zach Wilson was the starting quarterback of the Jets and not Aaron Rodgers, this game would have been on yesterday at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my God, Aaron Rodgers hurt on the first series of the game. Yeah, and your boy Zach Wilson just went check down Charlie, and uh, they're, it's, they're about to punt. Yeah, he probably didn't even have his shoulder pads uh, strapped up. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yeah. hey, I'm not going to play tonight. Yeah. All right, let's get to the Niners. We'll do that at 545, but let's do Radio Tinder here. Uh, coming up next, award-winning Radio Tinder, brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks, Christopher. He was founded in Downey. So nice, he had to tell us twice. Yeah. Uh, Craig Cartosian last week, dude. That was great. He came in and he played last week, George. I don't know if you know this or not, but he played. Oh, I did not know. He played Radio Tinder. That's awesome. Yeah. He did. Although, I mean, the whole the whole show was a little off the rails. Well, it was quite off the rails because you know how live remotes go. <laughs> right. And then imagine, you know, the 19th hole with the circle of trust and a lot right. of alcohol. It was and then time. Beto, you know, who'd been out on the golf course all day. And, you know, I see Beto in the circle of trust right now because uh, the vice president of the Handsome Man community said, what did I miss from the show? And Beto says, lots of sports talk. Football season is here. No mas Kaplan Hadas. Lock in, Jack. Now, there'll be plenty of Capihadas, but... Um, you know, right now, it's Monday. Right now, it's time for Radio Tinder. Season. Yeah. So, a frustrated mom uh, is taking a TikTok to ask if she is in the wrong for being uncomfortable over the fact that kids in her neighborhood use her backyard playset without asking. So, it sounds a little curmudgeonly, right? But she said that they use it even when her kids aren't home. So she said they have an open backyard, which means there's no fences, and they, they can't put fences up unless they have a pool or something like that. But anyway, she said our neighbors just come into our backyard and literally play on our structure and don't ask us. They just play like they own it. It's a com- it's like it's a communal backyard just because we don't have a fence. And she said she didn't think much of it at first, but now she's worried because the kids are playing on the playset all alone when they're not home, including their trampoline, and she's just not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. If this were you... Would you say something to the kid's parents? Swipe left or swipe right? Cappy, you go first. All right. You know, I was kind of hoping you were going to ask George first because here's this is not going to sound. Well, put it, put it this way. Lindsay, I don't know that you're going to like what I'm about to say, but here it goes. You're damn right I'd say something every one of, one of those parents. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Listen, when we're not home and there's no supervision or my kids aren't home, having your kids come into our backyard and play on our trampoline or play on our swing set can't really have that. Um, let them go to a public park. Now, you might be thinking, well, why is that? It's all liability, brother. You're I trying mean, to get sued. You don't want to get sued. So little Johnny comes over, decides to bounce around on your trampoline. Little Johnny breaks his leg, and guess who's responsible? Um, 
Yes and no. I would imagine you'd, re- you'd only be responsible if you were there. But if you're not there, you're not responsible because you can prove you weren't there. But still, I would. I, you could argue that they it happened on your property, right? Right. But if that would be if you're not home and they didn't get permission to be there, that would also be trespassing. You're right. But don't you see what I'm saying? It's like I don't even want the headache. It when I'm home, you can have your kid come over and play on the trampoline. When I'm home, you can have your kid come over and the play on the swing set. But when I'm not home, it just sort of seems like a big liability problem for me. Am I, am I like being really uptight about this? No, and that's why I brought this up because I was thinking to myself, obviously I don't have kids, so that, that's a part of it that, you know, kind of grazed things a little for me. But I'm thinking of my nephew and I'm thinking, you know, if I had stuff in my backyard when I owned my house and the neighborhood kids came over and played on it, I would want to say something, but I feel like I would I would be too, too worried that they would, like, be super judgmental of me and, like, take it out on my nephew or something. You know? Like, I wouldn't want them to be like, oh, that's the, the Karen of the neighborhood, and then, like, be mean to my nephew because of it. Or, well, you know, in this case, your hey, child. Hey, Karen, Karen, you don't want to get sued by somebody. You don't want to be responsible for somebody's kid getting hurt real bad. Yeah. So, all right, maybe I'm just being uptight, George. I don't yeah, think I'm, so. I, I don't th- you're not being uptight, but I'm just telling you, you don't have liability when you're not home, to my knowledge. Well, I mean, let me Maybe we could it. ask Jacob. I'm sure he would know. Yeah, because, I mean, think about it like this. By the way, things have gone so bad for the Jets so far that not only did Aaron Rodgers leave the game and they tried to put him on a golf cart to take him off, they couldn't get the side rail for the golf cart up. <laughs> so they decided, well, you know what? Walk to the locker room. So here he is, ankle hurting. They're going to golf cart him up, and now Aaron Rodgers is limping to the locker room. Overreaction Monday, George. You ready for this? Out mm-hmm. for the season. No way. Okay. I mean, it's just it's just overreacting. No, you're making that up. That's not real, yeah. though. Right. No, I'm just overreacting. Yeah. All right. Well, did you see uh, your boyfriend's big return to uh, Gillette Stadium this weekend, Cappy? You talking about Tom Brady? I am. I, am. I saw I, it was a game that I had on in the sports bar. It wasn't one that I was paying close attention to, but I did see Tom Brady make his presence felt in uh, in New England. Well, Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, announced during this whole all of these festivities that he's going to break the rules, the rules that he set um, for inducting Tom Brady into the team's Hall of Fame. Normally, he requires a four-year waiting period before anyone enters the team's Hall of Fame, but he's going to break that just for Tom Brady. So he's officially going to be inducted next summer into the Patriots Hall of Fame on 6-12-24, which I guess it, like, you know, lines up with their 12 Super Bowl wins for number six, Tom Brady. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, I guess, kind of cool, whatever. Um, but do you guys think that the, that he should have broken this rule just for Tom Brady? Swipe left or swipe right, George? Yeah, he's Tom Brady. Even, I, I mean, you know, I, I get accused of being a Brady hater, but he's Tom Brady. You break the rule. Do what you got to do. Okay. I'm, I'm with you, man. I mean, listen, this is the greatest player in the history of your organization maybe the greatest player, I mean, winning Super Bowls-wise in the history of the NFL. And um, if as long as you've got the assurance that he's not really coming back, yeah, I say you uh, you break the rules or change the rules or play All a different of you, game. You, seem, you and Lindsey seem to think he's coming back. He has said he's I not coming back. Like, he's I even like making commercials. Didn't you see that commercial with Dan Marino and Emmett Smith and Jerry Rice yeah, uh, this weekend? Yeah, they're all the old guys. Right, and yeah. Tom Brady at the end saying, like, what are those guys thinking coming back? Who would yeah. do that? You know, like, right. it just, you know. No, I'm not saying that he's he's going to come back. I'm just saying that if if you know for sure he's not coming back, yeah, go ahead, do it. I mean, make that exception for Tom Brady for sure. He's the only one, though. The only guy. 
All right, so on Saturday, Ed Sheeran was supposed to perform at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, and it turned out that less than an hour before his show, he canceled it. He tweeted out, I can't believe I'm typing this, but there's been some challenges encountered during the load-in of our Vegas show. It's impossible to go forward with the show. I'm so sorry. I know everyone has traveled for this, and I wish I could change it. This gig will be postponed to Saturday, October 28th, and all purchase tickets will be valid for that date. I'm so sorry. So he canceled his his concert less less than an hour. It was like 40-something minutes before his show was scheduled to start. Have you guys ever experienced anything like this whatsoever? Swipe left or swipe right? Cappy? I will swipe right. Um, I I guess I'll call it like this, but it's, listen, never where the show got canceled. Um, I can't imagine. Look, if, if Ed Sheeran was having to cancel a show in Omaha, Nebraska, because they can't get their stuff into the, the arena, I go, okay, I understand. But it's Vegas. I mean, I wonder what the, the deal really was. I mean, one time, Guns N' Roses, I think I waited like four hours because Axl Rose was backstage not ready to perform. Oh, he was known for doing that, too. But that was it. I mean, nothing, nothing quite like this with a cancellation. How about you, George? No, I've never had any of those issues at a concert. I mean, not that I can th- – I mean – but what, I'm thinking to myself, what could have possibly happened? Like, the doors to the show were already open. And people, because, you know, it's hot there. They don't want people, like, waiting outside. And an hour beforehand, he's talking about them loading in for the show. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, something like, doesn't sound right here. They're not, I mean, I feel like you're not loading in for the show an hour before the show starts. I don't know. Need more info. But Also, uh, they should give people refunds, I think. Like, instead of just saying, hey, your ticket's do on, well, good on this date. Like, what about, you know how many people probably travel right. just to Vegas? That's it. It's not. It's a destination. This is, right. This isn't isn't doing it in your hometown. This is in Vegas. I showed up in Vegas for the weekend, and Ed Sheeran was a part of it. I'm not going back in October. Okay, speaking of Vegas, side note here. Um, my friends are in Vegas right now. They're annual, like, 10-day-long trip, which I don't know who the hell can last for 10 days out in Vegas. But I guess MGM, I saw this like all over Facebook and Facebook groups and online. MGM is under like cybersecurity attack. So they've turned off all of their um, ATMs. They You can't use your player's card to get credit for any of your play. And the app doesn't work for anything. So you can't use it for like your hotel key. You can't use it to make reservations. Wouldn't you just leave if that were you? Like I would just go home. I'd be like, I'm going to come back because this is pointless. I'm with you. I don't understand who can spend 10 days in Vegas. Well, <laughs> especially I mean, on the strip. I mean, yeah. I've done it. Really? Ten- well, yeah, but summer working. league but for years working. I've done it. Yeah, no, no, not, not recently, but but not. But, you know, I, but back in the day, I used to vacationing do it. though, and staying in a hotel no. for ten days in Vegas like that. No oh, man, I yeah, you go that. for work, but I feel like if you can't if you can't use like the ATM, you can't play all the slots you want to play. You can't use the app to make reservations. Like I don't know, maybe I'm old, or maybe I'm. Too up on the, like the technology with everything, but I don't think I could just. I don't know. I, I don't think I could do it. That'd definitely send me home. No, I, I will tell you as someone who's done it, it's not easy. So, anymore? Or are we good? That's it for Radio Tinder. All right, we actually get to break on time. That is Radio Tinder, brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small-batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves, available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right, coming up next, Cappy. Let's go, Zach Wilson. Yeah, go ahead. It's time to make some noise with Brock Purdy next. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake your, your booty. booty. Shake your booty. 
Who here does not make their bed? Um, I, always I would say occasionally bed. at hotels I don't make my bed. No, no, but I'm talking about oh, your hotels. bed in your house. Um, I generally don't do it, but my wife does. Okay, so but but somebody has the responsibility of making the bed. Yes. Okay. I'm a wake up and make the bed kind of guy. Right away? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to always be right away because I could get up and get back in for a little bit. But I want the bed made so that if anybody were to ever come into my bedroom, the bed is made. It looks clean. If the bed isn't made, the room looks sloppy. Yeah. You know, I'm not like military about it. I'm not like a dictator about it. But I want my bed made. Could not impart that on my children thus far in life. By the way, mm. I'm sorry, finish your story. No, I that's have a, it. Oh, By the way. I have a text. From? For, of what we were just talking about, right? We were talking about how long you've been in Vegas or whatever because yeah. of the story about the concert yep. getting canceled. Mm -hmm. And I told you 10 days, Summer League, 14 days, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Dave McMiniman, listening, just text. Mm -hmm. Summer of 2008, entire Summer League followed by the USA training camp for the Redeem team, I presume. It was something like 23 straight days in Vegas. Did he stay in a hotel? Or did he stay like, did he have like an Airbnb like off the strip where you could get out of the mess? I know? mean, he's listening right now, I'm assuming, but I will text him back just in hey, case he's out of the car already. But Hey, Dave, by the way, I was recently, uh, had a little break, was on a vacation. I was in Bend, Oregon, and like this downtown hotel, which is kind of like where all the action is happening, was called McMinimins. And wow. I planned, I planned on getting a picture for you. And I don't know what happened, but I didn't get it. But, yeah, you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> the place was called McMinimins. Google it, Dave. I love it. Um, yeah, so McMiniman, 23 straight days in Vegas. Insane. That's insane. insane. I, hey, thought I, had, I thought two weeks was a lot. Hey, can we just catch our breath here for one quick second and just update everybody that Aaron Rodgers tonight was making his debut? I mean, George, think about this story. Right, he's it's, down. Right, it's Zach not, Wilson is playing. Right, but it's 9-11. It's it's New York City. It's Aaron Rodgers is the new quarterback of the Jets, Captain America. Why do I say that? He came running out of the tunnel holding an American flag in his right hand, every teammate making a tunnel for, for Captain America, the new savior of the New York Jets, to make his debut on opening Monday night football of the weekend. And, and Aaron Rodgers on 9-11. And on the first series, he goes down and he's out of the game i mean this was such a monster story of all of these things converging superstar 9-11 new york the jets and he played in like george what do you think three four five plays maybe he's out for the game could you imagine if he's out for the year so i'm looking at it they carted him off oh, man, that, that they tried so to bad. cart him off they tried to cart him off <laughs> they tried to they couldn't get the cart to work so they have to walk him in. Dude, that right. would suck if he's out for the year. If he were out for the year, if this were, and I'm, and I'm just saying, like, if, 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 this is not what happened, but if he had, like, a busted ankle or a ripped Achilles or something that would keep him out for the year, could you imagine all this hype, all the hard knocks, wow. all the opening game on 9-11 in Giant Stadium, across the river from where it all went down, yeah. and he doesn't play, he plays three snaps the whole series, the whole season? Wow. Wow. Crazy story what's going on right now. And I and by the way, I'm the only one of us that watched Hard Knocks, so I actually think that Zach Wilson like 
got a lot from Aaron Rodgers. We had Puka Nakua on earlier. He was talking about how he is a Rams rookie, 22 years old. The way he was able to be so successful yesterday against the Seahawks was because um, Cooper Cup is on the sideline coaching him, teaching him. Aaron Rodgers has been doing this for Zach Wilson the whole preseason. I think Zach Wilson is ready, but it's Monday Night Football. You didn't expect to play. I'm not saying that he's that, that that's an excuse of any kind, but this is a crazy story developing right now tonight. Yeah, bro. That stinks. Hey, guys. Uh, Mike Garofalo from the NFL Network is reporting that um, Aaron Rodgers is in a walking boot. Oh, boy. That's not good. Yeah. Wow. What? That means it's not going to be, not to speculate too much, but that doesn't mean it's a short-term injury. Garofalo's sure. reporting that he went to go get x-rays first and then was in the walking well, boot and then went M- back to the locker yeah. room. Yeah, MRI is going to have to reveal what the issue is. But mm. 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 I mean, mm. you, you just... You, <laughs> hey, I script, did say, what if this game turns out to be a real stinker? Right, But the script said that Aaron Rodgers was going to carry the American flag to midfield. Oh. Aaron Rodgers was going to get the ball on offense. Aaron Rodgers was going to drive the Jets down the field, and they were going to score a touchdown. And by the way, this is a three no- it's a 3 nothing game, and yeah. the Bills look like crap, too, frankly, right now. Yeah. Well, the Jets' defense is very good. Very good. Yeah. What's what's more sad? Would it would it be if Aaron Rodgers was out for the season or Shohei Otani's injury? What's more sad? I'm gonna... Well, I would say both are pretty sad. But if I I mean I think Aaron only because it's three plays. Yeah. yeah. If he's yeah, like out for the year, and we don't know that he's going to be out for the year. That is just Cappy's reckless speculation. Well, it's just I'm just building the story. Like what if? What if? Do not you know? aggregate that, people. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying anything because I'm sitting here in my house and and this game is happening in new york city well new jersey across the river so but man what a crazy story that he's the star of this game and he's out after three plays and i know there was a lot of talk about how he wants to play till he's 45 bro you may not play again and i'm again i mean jesus cap for the I'm love dramatic. of god it's overreaction monday my friend it's <laughs> oh my i'm overreacting to everything doesn't take a little too far, Cap. I mean, but it's overreaction day. That's what it is. I get man. it, but let's not. I mean, the, we don't. We're not even like. We have no information on this. Zero. Zero. And I can't even hear the volume on my TV. Right. So then, just just chill. I'm going with. I saw the play. It looked really bad, and now he's in a walking boot, and I'm just taking the next ten steps. Okay. Let's just wait. How about just one step at a time? By the way, Robert Salah. No. Salah. Robert Salah. Salah. He's a very good-looking man. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I think so. He's a very good-looking man. Did you watch Hard Knocks? I did not. He's not a very convincing coach, I can tell you that. Oh, well, that's okay. Well, according to you. That's my opinion. I'm not really worried about him as a Jets head coach because I really have no interest. Let's talk about a QB who bounced back from injury, though, speaking of injury. How about Brock Purdy making some noise, huh? I mean, this, this Brock Purdy, he is, he's good. Like, you... I kind of said it kiddingly. I'm like, yeah, maybe Brock Purdy's the next Tom Brady. You know what? He could be. Because <laughs> that team around him is so freaking loaded. Okay? And unlike Garoppolo, who was the previous quarterback, he really pushes the ball down the field. And he's, I think, more mobile than Jimmy was. Like I, He ran for some first downs. He pushes the ball into that second-level area. Um, McCaffrey has been fantastic for them, but whereas Jimmy Garoppolo was trying to play for singles, you know what I mean? Like to use a baseball analogy, Purdy's trying to go doubles, triples, and home runs. You know, he's, he's constantly pushing the ball down the field 
and and making noise that way. <laughs> and the Niners, they're my Super Bowl pick, man. They are. They looked pretty good. They did. I mean, look, I, I think a lot of people look at the AFC North and they go, okay, Cincinnati, this is a very easy division. It's Cincinnati's division. And then Cincinnati gets annihilated yesterday by, by Cleveland. By, by Lindsey's Browns. Here well, we go, Brownies. Here we go. Hold oof, on. Oof. Hold on. Not just Lindsey's Browns. My Browns, too. I'm taking credit. I for mean, these, how these many Browns. teams do you have? Well, anybody who plays against the Chargers. You know, so next week I'm a Tennessee Titans fan. Right. And, and the I'm Browns. A, and I'm a Browns fan. So so basically, there are, how many games do they play? What is it? 17 games. They yep. play six of them in the division, yep. right? So you basically 11 teams this year? Well, yeah. So um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a fan of anybody who plays against the Chargers. I have been for years. I'm a, I'm a Browns fan right now because my, my college roommates are offensive coordinator. Once he yeah. leaves, yeah. then I won't be a Browns fan anymore. And by the way, I was a Jets fan till about 15 minutes ago. Not anymore with Zach Wilson? I thought you were all over Zach. No, I like Zach Wilson, but I'm a Jets fan because I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't play for the Jets, I'm not a Jets fan. Yeah. But I will tell you this, Brock Purdy, it is an amazing story. Because do you know, George, yesterday there was one game in particular that caught me off guard. The Washington Commanders were playing against the Arizona Cardinals yesterday. Do you know who the starting quarterbacks were in that game? Uh, Sam Howell. uh, no, jo- Joshua Dobbs, yes, right? for Arizona, and Sam Howell for the right. Commanders. Great call, great call by both of you guys. Yeah. Because when I was watching this game, was on one of the TVs that I was in in a sports bar. I was like, "Who are the two quarterbacks playing for the Cardinals and the Commanders?" And that was a lot of people's reaction to Brock Purdy last year. Who is Brock Purdy? Oh, he's Mister Irrelevant. He was the guy that was drafted last, and he went on a tear, and. For him to come back, he he looked like a guy who felt very comfortable and confident that this was his team. Didn't you kind of sense that from him yesterday? Like, I'm not just coming back hoping that I'm I'm okay and that maybe Sam Darnold's going to play. That looked like Brock Purdy's team. Yeah, at least the way I saw it. He's in control, dude. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, and they love them some Brock, bro. He's the guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's the next Tom Brady potentially. Well, I mean, if the story is you're a late-round draft choice and you become a Super Bowl champion and you kind of come from out of nowhere, yeah, I guess. I mean, I think a, he's going to win the Super Bowl this year. Got a lot of rings he's got to got to catch up to. No, uh, Tom I get Brady. that, but, you know, I mean, I think he's going to win the Super Bowl, although Brees Hall is going to have a house call if they don't chase him down. Oh, they got him at the 15. Come on, man. I needed that touchdown. He's on my fantasy team. Dude, that's like a 90-yard run, 85-yard run, 80-yard run, whatever Yeah, they it is. were like literally just outside of their own end zone. Wow, that's a big run. That is a huge run, and that is what this Jets team needs because now they got to go back to who they were. They were at their own three. George, I know you didn't watch Hard Knocks, but I'm telling you right now, had you watched it, you would have understood. They completely counted on <laughs> Everything having to do with Aaron Rodgers. You understand that? Everything. Yeah, was about I know, Cappy, because he's Aaron Rodgers. They traded for him. But they no, weren't. But you had to watch Hard Knocks. I didn't have to, to watch that. Hard Knocks to know that there. <laughs> no, no, but, Genius. It, but it's. No, no, no. Hey, listen. Smart guy. Listen to what I'm saying to you. All right? And, they are really counting on Aaron oh Rodgers. Oh, my God. You know what you needed to watch Hard Knocks for? <laughs> to know that they were going to count on Aaron Rodgers to be their centerpiece. No, no. You guys are missing what I'm saying. It wasn't like, hey, he's our new starting quarterback. It was every single thing we do is all about 
him. Yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. And, and, and by the way, no, no, but you're missing what I'm saying, okay? In okay. all of your ridicule, Lindsay, you're not listening to what I'm saying. I'm not no, we are listening. No, I hear you. That no, there, has been, you is, there has not been a quarterback that they've made a bigger deal about going anywhere, as I, long as I can remember. But what I'm saying is, is that the whole team, the coaching staff, the players, no one was bashful like, hey, he's just another quarterback. It was everything we do is about him. Yeah, and three plays into the season, he's no longer here. Yeah. It's it's a crazy story. Yeah, shocker, Cap. He's still not all that enlightening. I got to be honest. No, with I'm you. telling you, it's very enlightening. You should have watched Hard Knocks, but I know it was NFL propaganda, so you couldn't watch it. I know. I oh, shocker! That Aaron Rodgers was the guy they were all hoping to be the savior. But you don't. It's only the storyline we've talked about for four no, months. No, but you're missing what I'm saying. If you would have heard the way it was, talked I know, about, Cappy. The way they were talking right, about it, it was, I get it. It was something that you've never I, I heard need before. To, I, nothing I've never heard before. Right. Nothing. And you did need to watch it to understand it. But you don't. You don't understand it. I You're don't very, understand. You do not understand. No. Come on, Zach Wilson. Come on. <laughs> You're a dopey. What do you mean? This dopey. is a guy who's ready for prime time. But I'm not sure he was ready for prime time to come off the bench on opening night. Yeah. Do you think that their third-string quarterback... give it back to Brees Hall. Yeah, do you think their third-string quarterback is pooping his pants right now? Who's their third-string quarterback? I don't even know if they have I one. Know. I mean, yeah. I'm serious. I don't even know if they have another quarterback on the roster. I'll find out. In the they meantime... Three quarterback emergency rule now. In, yeah. In the meantime, Cappy, McMiniman has gotten back to me. What would he say? About his Vegas. He said he stayed at some extended uh, stay, like Homewood Suites or something for Summer League, but then got upgraded to the win for the USA team, the Redeem team stuff, which was obviously a huge upgrade. But I was broke as bleep, he says. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> has he heard about McMinimans in, uh, in Bend, Oregon? I will let him know in the next All right, break. Let All him right. Know. We'll take a break. Coming up next. Cappy will tell us how important Aaron Rodgers was if we watched Hard You guys Knocks. don't understand. You don't get yeah, it. Yeah, clearly. Also, speaking of Team USA, LeBron making some news about Team USA. We'll get to that. And uh, the Rams taking care of business with the big upset of the weekend. We'll get to that next. All right. Hey, let me tell you about prize pick. 